Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. Russia has launched an all-out assault on Ukraine. What does this mean, not just for Ukraine, but also for national and world security? And joining us now to talk about all of this is President Trump's former U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Ambassador Kelly Kraft. Ambassador Kraft, um, what uh, a painful week, a difficult week for Mm. the world. Obviously, our hearts break and our thoughts and prayers are with Ukraine. First, your reaction to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. You know, this week, Rita, we have all witnessed the world has changed. Russia's future has now become NATO's future. I mean, I don't think ever we have seen that there's been a, a conventional military threat from Russia. NATO has now taken, it's a new level. And I focus on NATO because that, that's where our defensive mechanisms are going to come from, as we well know from being in Afghanistan. And, and this is just the beginning. I feel as if Ukraine is only the beginning of an invasion. I mean, we have, we have seen Putin this week. We have, we, have, we have listened to what he has been telling us. There's no need to be confused about what he has said because his declaration of intent, he has followed through. And I feel as if we need to be wake up. It's a, such a change for NATO. They need to be thinking about their defense budget, their, you know, their, their military posture. We need to be thinking about this also. And, you know, I served under a president that really held NATO's feet to the fire and contributing their 2%. What if we hadn't have had President Trump in making certain, not just encouraging, but I mean demanding that the NATO countries adopted this 2% that followed through? I mean, the post-Cold World, this world order is no longer. Everything has changed this week. And I think we are going to have to have a very strong and united response from U.S. and Europe. We are going to have to let Ukraine know you matter to us. They matter to us. We should rush in aid to Ukraine. I believe we need to spend all resources to defend their country and, and help them to stand up to Putin's threat. Because I'm, I'm sure you know, I mean, their expertise, Russia's expertise is to commit atrocity. And Ukrainians, to their credit, will fight to their death. You know this. You, you, you know, you have a Polish background. You know they will fight to their death. Absolutely. It's heartbreaking when you see the scenes of what's already happened and the destruction. And as you point out, uh, the Russians um, are ruthless and the Ukrainians are fighting for their freedom of their country. Uh, my father knew that when my father was fighting in Poland and invaded, of course, by the Russians and by the Germans. Um, I want to ask you your thoughts first off about President Trump, um, because you brought up a very powerful point, because he did make sure that countries gave their fair share. That was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And he came under mm-hmm. a lot of criticism, you know, from some people in the international community saying, oh, why are you putting pressure? Um, you think about exactly how much that has helped at least the security of NATO. Talk about that, because that really has helped this moment. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, it's appropriate timing. And, we, and Trump deserves the credit for 
actually for NATO's strength today. Yes, they need to be stronger, and they're going to have to have a, a change of heart. I mean, they are going to have to spend this money on defense budget, their military posture. And also, a lot of people do not know that not only with NATO, with air, land, and sea, but Trump made certain that they had to have the most awesome cyber capabilities. I mean, we should be – this is going to be a situation where you can declare you know, Article 5 of NATO if there is cyber. I mean, this is the first time I've ever known kinetic warfare and cyber warfare to be married together. So now we can have Article 5 in NATO, as we did in Afghanistan, and Moscow can go dark. We just don't, we don't need to just sanction banks and SWIFT. They need to go dark. Their money needs to disappear. And we can thank Trump for this. Putin respects someone who is strong and who follows through, and this was President Trump. What a difference leadership has made, because I really feel that this American president that we're seeing now has not been a leader in this issue. I mean, he's been waiting, it always seems, for to talk to other people throughout the world. And even when he comes out and makes his statements, first of all, they're after the fact, the sanctions. Uh, but even when he delivers it, it doesn't sound, I'm not hearing a, a leader who's pounding his fist on the table and saying, Russia, don't go there, don't do this. Um, I, I don't feel the sense of leadership and the sense of strength that we felt under President Trump. What do you see? I, Rita, I see the same thing. And I see, you know, in the same statement, I didn't see the fear. I, we should have felt fear by watching our commander in chief. We should have been like cheering him on for, to be fearful, to be strong. And then he mentions halting drilling on federal land. When we are looking at gas prices here, when we would have had the opportunity for him to say, you know, I'm going to reimplement the Keystone Pipeline. 800,000 plus barrels a day, we would not, we don't need to be having a war on fossil fuels. We need to be celebrating an energy independent country. We could be helping the EU countries because this is what they're, they're afraid of if we were to apply sanctions on oil and gas, how this would affect them. And personally, I think that's irrelevant. I, I personally don't think we need to be holding hands with the G7 or with the EU to receive permission for oil and gas sanctions and for severe sanctions such as SWIFT banking. Yes, that's going to be painful, right? But this week we have seen Putin is not afraid of the sanctions that have occurred thus far. 2014, he was willing to forgo 1% of the GDP in his country. We reduced it by 1%, and he, it did not bother him. This would not have happened under President Trump. Yeah, there doesn't feel to be the fire, and there doesn't feel to be any fear from Putin of this president um, and of the leadership. Uh, do you get the sense that Putin just feels he can almost walk all over President Biden, and that saddens me as an American? It does me, too. And, you know, I've just been reading today about some of, of Putin's, you know, his—, his uh, last statements and to say that only great powers have sovereignty, which is, I'm paraphrasing what he said. So in other words, if you don't comply with his demands, then you're going to open yourself up to his military. The strong devour the weak. Really? I mean, we, we should be telling him, we should be the ones 
that are guiding the conversation, that are guiding the direction, not Putin. Because now we are going to not only be defending the Ukrainians, the people that we love, but also the Baltics. I mean, for all we know, Georgia may be next because they obviously were promised NATO membership. I mean, I think he's going to be reconstituting an empire, and he's not going to stop with Ukraine. You know, we need to understand we're being judged. We're being judged with our commitment to NATO, with our commitment to defending Ukraine. We're being judged right now and being watched so closely by Taiwan. And, you know, China, as we saw at the Munich Security Council, I mean, I was there, you know, I, I was watching the Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi on a video. And for him to reiterate China's stance on all countries' sovereignty and, and independence, territory, integrity, and then today, you know, for China to come out very strongly for Russia and talk about Taiwan, I don't know that we're capable of defending two wars at once. You may know better than I know. I don't know that we're capable of this. But we certainly need to wake up and make certain that we've invested in our military because under Trump, he invested in our military, in our defense. Where do you see things going from here, Um, from so many layers? Because it is frightening when we think about, first of all, obviously what we're dealing with Ukraine. And then as you talk about the world is watching, tyrants. Others are watching. China's watching. Iran's watching. Iran. Where, where mm-hmm. do you see it happen, things going from here? And we really do need to be concerned because this is, you know, this is not just something happening thousands of miles away. As you talk about, there are a lot of implications for protecting our own mm-hmm. country. Well, I think we, we need to understand now that the number of forces that are surrounding U- Ukraine Russia's ability to take Ukraine is not in question. So we need to be, just, just as you pointed out, we need to be looking for tomorrow. What is he thinking? Where is he, where is he going to be next? I believe he's, he's, he's obviously, he claims that the Baltic states are not independent. I think Poland will be, should be very worried. Finland, you look at all, if I were a country in that area, I would be very nervous and more so by watching the superpower, the United States, by watching their lack of response. It's what we haven't said that's been more important than what we have said. What would you like to see our president say? What do you think he does need to do and say? Well, I'm not an expert, but I certainly would like to see some strength and some power. And when answering questions to the press, you know, he is our commander in chief. Don't allow anyone to aggravate you. You answer the question. You take control of a response because all we are looking for is someone to protect not only, as you well know, what happens in Ukraine, what happens all over the world is going to affect the United States. It is definitely going to affect us. I mean, don't you firmly believe that that we are going to see, you know, the global economy matters. It matters from you know legal standpoint moral standpoint there are so many reasons why what happens beyond the US borders matters within i just want to see strength i want to feel strength i want to feel what i felt when i walked in that security council representing donald trump the look when i delivered something they knew we meant it they knew my word was coming from President Trump. And it was solid. 
I think that they thought, okay, here is a guy who clearly supports the U.S. military, clearly sends a message out there of supporting our allies and protecting our allies. Um, What do you think President Trump would have done in this situation? And don't you think that the message would have been so much more clear, so much more swift, and so much more of leading as opposed to following? Well, I you know, I, I believe that Trump would have made this very clear that there will be severe consequences now, not later on after the fact. I mean, first of all, Trump would have stood up to put Putin's threat immediately. I mean, when he said that there would be hellfire on any country that helps, that would have not deterred President Trump. First, Putin would have never said that to President Trump because he knows we would have reacted. We would have acted, not reacted. You know, we have high gas prices now. They should have been thinking about this, our administration. We should have had like a little bit of a cushion to be able to act and to reverse, to reverse our war on fossil fuels so that we could apply these strong sanctions to the oil and gas for Russia. But we don't have that cushion. It, it is going to be painful. I don't know what the gas prices are today just from the, you know, the current situation of building up this week, but I can imagine that Americans are very, are very concerned. So, yes, it does matter. The global economy matters at home. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. And so much of this president, the current president's policies, like you mentioned, cutting off Keystone Pipeline, uh, first giving sort of the green light essentially to Nord Stream, even though now they say, okay, well, it's on hold for now. Um, All of those policies have also contributed to this moment and made us lose leverage, don't you think? I, I mean, Putin is sitting there going, okay, they're weak with sanctions. Uh, they're stopping drilling in their own country. Um, they basically at first gave us the green light on Nord Streams. He's seeing an opportunity and he is smelling mm-hmm. an opportunity. Can you imagine if if me, the pipeline is supposed to be dead, right? Can you imagine if this was Israel? They would have had this pipeline dismantled. It would have been blown up. Yeah, they would have blown it up a thousand percent. <laughs> no question. No doubt. No question. No t- so we have to understand not only... China watching, but we have Iran. I mean, we have the Abraham Accords. We have to protect Israel. We, we need to have countries to understand that we are the superpower because we have Iran, China, Venezuela. All these countries are watching. Are they going to react because they haven't acted? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a sad truth. It's never too late because we are the United States. So is you, you and I both being patriots, we are going to rally around whomever our commander in chief is as long as he shows strength. We just haven't seen this. Thousand percent. And we want the best for this country. We want the best for this mm-hmm. world. Send a message to Ukraine. We care. We care. And we need to make certain that, that we care about Ukraine. We care about the Ukrainian people. We care about their and their sovereignty. You know, the U.S. really, we are the beneficiary of a rules-based international order. And I think people need to understand that. We are a direct beneficiary. And this is why I'm so concerned this world has changed and we are, Ukraine is just the beginning. Yeah, I, I feel the same way too. I am deeply concerned and deeply care about this country and security for the world. Um, former Trump ambassador to the UN, uh, the great U.S. ambassador to the UN, 
Kelly Craft. Thank you so much. It's been Thank wonderful you. having you here. And Thank boy, you. what an important time. And to get your perspective. Yeah. And thank you, by the way, for all you do to keep our country safe and also the world safe. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Rita. And I'm looking forward to, to speaking more um, this week and, and, and just remaining strong. And your word is, 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 is heard very loud and clear. And thank you for, for being there at moments when people need someone, a strong person as yourself. Thank you. You too. We got to stand strong and protect this country and protect the world and protect great patriots for freedom. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. And once again, to, to Ukraine, we are here for you. We care. Absolutely. And keeping them in our thoughts and prayers and, and whatever we can do to protect them and protect the world. Absolutely. Thank you, Rita. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America. America.